It matters what you believe about God. It matters what you believe about you. You must believe by faith that God intends to do wonderful things for His glory through you because that's what the Bible teaches. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life Talk, and thank you so much for joining us. Today, Pastor Jeff continues his exciting series, The Gift. On the last Life Talk program, Pastor Jeff discussed the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised his fledgling church, you're going to receive the very power of God when the Holy Spirit falls upon you. Jesus intended for his church to be an empowered church, not a retiring, reticent, timid, fearful, defeated, or weak church. On today's Life Talk program, Pastor Jeff concludes this powerful series, The Gift, by discussing just what this empowering of the Holy Spirit means to you. So, grab your Bibles and let's go right to part two of Pastor Jeff's message, The Empowering of the Holy Spirit. And it says in Acts 3.12 that Peter said, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? As though by our own power, dunamis, or godliness, we made this man walk. He's saying we don't have this power. This is not of us. This is not from us. This has been done by the power, dunamis, of God that we have been clothed in. The Bible describes the early church this way, and I wonder if the Holy Spirit was to do a quick sweep through the Western church, if this is the way he would describe the current church. You answer it yourself. It says in Acts 4.33, and with great power, dunamis, the apostles gave witness. See that? Power, witness. Power, witness. Power, witness. The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on them all. Would you describe the current church age that way? Walking in great power, witnessing for Jesus, walking in great grace? I wouldn't. I would say some are, but too many of them have sold out to the culture and sold out to the world. Folks, we've got to get back to the Bible. We've got to get back to the Word. We've got to get back to the power of God. It says of Stephen, Deacon Stephen, he was full of faith and power, dunamis, and did great wonders and signs among the people. So look at that, great power, great grace, doing signs and wonders, witnessing. And what did it? The baptism in the Holy Spirit. When Paul wrote to the Corinthians, he said, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. And if anybody could have impressed you with words, it would have been Paul. He could have used $100 words with every breath, but he didn't. He said, but instead I came to you in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, dunamis, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power, dunamis, of God. 
My faith isn't in the wisdom of men. My faith is in the power of God, in the Word of God, and in the God of the Word. That's where my faith is. The small company of believers gathered in the upper room on that glorious day were totally transformed from fearful, nervous, sometimes doubting and timid people to a company of bold, persuasive world changers once they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to be a world changer? How many of you say, well, our world needs changing? It's not going to happen in Washington, D.C. I can promise you that. No, no. You give me a church of people filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, walking in faith and not by sight but by faith, and I'll give you a church that will change the world. God is looking for His people to arise and to say, Lord, touch me, fill me, come upon me, empower me. It says they went out and turned the world upside down. This little band of blue-collar workers and women went and turned the world upside down once the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Oh, we need the Holy Spirit, folks. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to fall to breathe on us, afresh and anew. Now, how can a person be baptized? How can I be or you be baptized in the Holy Spirit in a whole new way, in a fresh way, in a now way, in a today way? How can I be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive His power? You know, Jeff, it already happened to me. Well, I've already shown you it happens once, it needs to happen again. You had a drink of water last year, but I guarantee you've had one since then. So how can I be? Let me give you three simple ways, according to the Word of God, that we can receive the power of God in a fresh, powerful, new way. First, immerse yourself in the Word of God of God. You've got to immerse yourself. You know, I was thinking on the way to church here today, I was thinking that the Old Testament gives us all kinds of New Testament truth. And I was thinking in the Old Testament, God told the people when they were in the wilderness, He said, now I'm going to put manna on the ground. And that manna is going to be on the ground every morning at the rising of the sun. And you're going to have to go out and gather it. But guess what? You can't save it. It's not going to last a day. You've got to go gather it yourself every day and eat it that day. And if you don't eat what you gathered that day, it's going to spoil and rot on you. You must gather the manna every day. Do you see where I'm going with this now? You've got to go out there every day and you can't put it in the refrigerator. You can't put it in the cupboard. You can't preserve it. It's got a 24-hour shelf life. And if you don't go gather it that day, you won't eat that day. What was God saying? He was saying, I want you to learn, church of God, that come to me under Jesus Christ, those who come to me under the blood of the Lamb, and come into the New Testament truth and the New Testament walk. You've got to go to the Word of God every day and gather the manna every day. You can't live on last year's blessing. You've got to be blessed today. Jesus said... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of God's mouth. And then in the Lord's Prayer, he said, give us this day our daily bread. You think he was talking about Wonder Bread, Mrs. Barrett's bread when he said that? 
he was talking about this. I get into this Bible every single day, and I pick up my manna, and I eat it, and I eat it, and I eat my manna every day. And every day I live by the Word of God every day. Well, Jeff, I just like to come hear you preach, and that's enough for me. No, it's not. If you think my preaching is enough for you, you need to wake up and smell the roses. You need to be in the Word of God every single day yourself. Get up in the morning and get into it and immerse yourself in the Word of God. I guarantee you, you will probably not be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why would I say that? That you've got to immerse yourself in the Word of God to be filled with the Spirit because we already read that the first two verses tell us that we are empowered to witness. He gave us the power so that we would witness. And how do you witness to somebody? You always witness with the Word of God. I never talk to anybody about Jesus without quoting the Word of God. We witness with the Word of God. The power of the Spirit is released when all of our arrows are in our spiritual bow. When our bow is filled with the arrows of the Word, that is the way that we witness and we share God's Word. It says that Jesus returned from the wilderness full of dunamis power. But how did he defeat the devil in the wilderness? He quoted the Bible to him every single time. It is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. And the devil was hit every time by the power of the Word of God. Jesus didn't debate with him. Jesus didn't argue with him. Jesus didn't consider what the devil was saying. He didn't fellowship with him. He didn't entertain his thoughts. But as soon as the temptation hit, he said, it is written, it is written. And his bow was filled with the arrows of the Word of God. In John 6, 63, Jesus said, it is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is of no avail. The words, listen to this, I love this. The words that I have spoken to you are Spirit. And they are alive. I learned a long time ago when I first started preaching that I saw way more results when I quoted the Word of God. When I just quoted the Bible. Because the Word of God is quick and powerful. And it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces through the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and it discerns the thoughts and hidden motivations of every heart listening. It's a powerful word. The words of Jesus are the voice and the life-giving power of the Spirit. And so we've got to be filled with the Word of God. If we're not regularly hearing His words, we won't be walking in the Spirit's power. In Ephesians 6, 17, Paul said that we should put on the whole armor of God. And that means the sword of the Spirit. What do you do? You must pick up a sword. You must read the Word. It's not going to jump on you. You must read it. And as you read it, you're picking up the sword of the Spirit. And isn't it funny? During the day when temptation comes your way, you have armed the Holy Spirit with the Word to bring to your mind that you can quote against the devil. The Holy Spirit will not fight without His sword. How much are you in the Word? I hope you're in the Word of God every single day. I hope you're meditating in it, thinking about it, memorizing it, mulling over it, considering it. Spiritual power, folks, accompanies the Word abiding 
in you. John wrote to young men. Listen to what he said to the young men. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the Word of God abides in you and you have conquered the evil one. Now notice, he says, he says, you are strong and you have conquered the devil. And then he tells us why. Because the Word of God abides in you. And that's what's made you strong. Being spiritually strong and conquering the devil go hand in hand with you and I abiding in the Word of God. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you. So everybody say with me, read it. Think about it. Memorize it. Gather the manna every morning. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. I don't know how anybody does it anymore without being in the Word of God every day. I would croak without being in it. I need it. I need Him. I don't get into it to get, be spiritual. I get into it to survive, to survive and to win. Now, the second way we experience His power is not just being immersed in His Word, but listen, believe that same Word of God concerning you. It matters what you believe about God. It matters what you believe about you. What does the Bible say about you? Here's what I mean. You must believe by faith that God intends to do wonderful things for His glory through you because that's what the Bible teaches. God's got His hand on you. God wants to use you. I want you to say it like you really mean it, like, here I come, world, full of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? God wants to use me. Say it. God wants to use me. Oh, I like that. He doesn't just want to use me. He wants to use you. He's put his hand on you. The Holy Spirit is upon you. You have no need that any man teach you because the same anointing you've received will teach you all things. You've got to believe in faith what God has said about you. Now, let me give you an example and just bring it home, make it real practical. Let's say you change your routine and you set aside an hour to be with God before you go to work. Instead of turning on Good Morning America or God forbid The View, I'm sorry, I hope I didn't offend anybody, but oh Lord, for me, hell would be having to listen to reruns of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ain't a whole lot of wisdom flowing out of that show. All right. Now, so instead of turning on the TV, you set aside time for God. You, you change your routine. And let's say during that time, you decide to go into the book of Ephesians. Just for an example, you go to the book of Ephesians, and as you're reading, you come across verse 12 in chapter 1 that tells you that you have been destined and you have been appointed to live for the praise of His glory and to brag on Jesus. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians 1.12, that you have been destined, you have been set aside, and you have been destined and called to give glory to God and to brag on Jesus before a lost and a dying world. And then let's say you keep on reading after you read that. You make it all the way over to chapter 3, verse 20. And in verse 20 of chapter 3, you come across the words, He is able. 
to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask for or even imagine on our best day. That's what it says. So you stand up, you're done with your prayer time, and you've got this in your head. I'm appointed, I'm destined to lift Jesus up, and His blessing is going to surpass my wildest imagination. And you go to work. You go off to work. And you face the world of flesh and the devil. And during the day, an opportunity arises to speak a word of testimony to the praise of God's glory. And here you've got somebody sitting. It's the lunch break, let's just say. There you are at the table, and somebody across from you is lost. And the opportunity comes for you to say something. And right then, the Spirit grabs the sword and brings to your mind what you read. And you say, I'm alive to bring glory to God. I'm alive to talk about Jesus and brag about Jesus and lift up Jesus and make Him known. He has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light that you would show forth His praises. And so that comes into your mind. And then right behind that, the Holy Ghost brings what else you read up. And you remember He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask for or even think of. So I'm standing on miracle ground. And so before you know it, instead of being fearful or timid, your faith arises because of the Word and you testify with power of God's goodness. And the Word mixed with faith releases power. And that's the way it works. See, you gave the Holy Ghost something to grab. You armed Him. And now you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you realize as you're talking to that person, you're not alone. But there is another power talking right through you. I do it all the time. Anybody that comes to work at my house, if I have to call a plumber, he's in trouble. If I have to get an electrician over there, I'm going to say something. I'm going to find a way, and I'm going to bring it up. As a matter of fact, I say, okay, they're here. Show me how to bring it up. Show me when to bring it up. Show me what to say. And I'm armed. I'm loaded for bear, as we would say in East Texas. But you know why I am? Because the Word went in that morning. And so I'm in the power of the Spirit. Now, there's a third way. Pray for it. Pray for Him to empower you. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. It just has to be an earnest prayer. The earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous person avails much, releasing great power dynamic in the way that it works. It's exactly what happened to me years ago. I was saving juvenile home at 16, but I was 18 years old. I went to a Bible study. And I'm in this Bible study full of hippies just like me, long hair, wiring glasses, bell-bottom blue jeans. That just dated me, didn't it? But I'm looking, and the guys have their hands up, tears streaming down their face. I thought it was so strange, so weird looking. At first, I what's wrong with that ceiling? Because they're all looking up. And then I realized that they had been touched in a way that I hadn't. And I said, God, if you'll give that to me, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. It was an earnest prayer, and it was a short prayer. And all I can tell you is I can borrow from Charles Finney, the great revivalist. He said, 
It was like wave after wave of liquid love began to flow through me and flow through me and flow through me until I had to say, God, stop or I will die. (laughs) Have you ever been blessed like that? Have you ever been filled like that? I had to break out of that room. I got out of that room, went out in the front yard, and I began to praise God. I didn't know how to praise God. It just came out because it was the Holy Spirit. He's so real. And it just flowed and flowed. I went and got a guitar, and I learned C, G, and F just so I could sing God is so good, which we just did. (laughs) And he is Lord and kumbaya. I guarantee you, I alone made God sick of kumbaya. (laughs) I alone, because I'm in there just singing it. And I sang it, and I sang it in my little efficiency apartment all alone, just me and him. And he kept on, and he kept on. And it was after that that the fire to preach and the zeal for his house just ate me up. Jesus said, if you then who are evil know how to give good things to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father, read the last part with me, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, since his disciples already had a measure of the Spirit, I take Jesus to mean that we should ask for more. You never have enough. And one touch from God and nothing else will do. I've talked to people who got hooked on some drug. I've had people say to me, Oh, Pastor Jeff, I didn't mean to, but I just did crack cocaine one time. And I woke up the next day thinking, I want that again. I got something better. I got something better. Listen, you get one touch of that precious Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, you'll never thirst for anything else again because you want that Holy Spirit. So we seek the fullness of the Spirit's power by immersing ourselves in God's Word, by believing its promises with expectant faith, and by praying earnestly that God would give us our heart's desire for His power. Acts chapter 1 verse 13 tells us what the disciples devoted themselves to in the upper room during the 10 days of waiting for Pentecost. All these with one accord devoted themselves to prayer. This is what the disciples were doing in Acts chapter 4 when it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word with boldness. They were praying. Today, let's boldly ask God for the power of His Spirit in our lives and our families' lives. Thank you so much for tuning in to Life Talk and Pastor Jeff for this amazing series, The Gift. We hope you've enjoyed the messages and will remember this today. The Holy Spirit will be with you and live in you wherever you are and wherever you go. Be sure to join us on the next Life Talk program. Until then, may God bless you richly. The Spirit's Empowering is the last message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Gift. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. 
Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Gift, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now. Or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.